All right, everybody, welcome another episode of Ears Up In-Depth with my very, very handsome and svelte co-host, Jeremy from SpectroRadio.us. Hi, Jeremy. Hi, Jason. How's it going, buddy? You know, this is really starting to become my little favorite little jewel of every two weeks. <laughs> well, it I should. look forward to it. Good, me too. I think it's a, I think it's fun, and I always forget about it until like Thursday or Friday when you text me. You go, when are we recording? What stories are you working on? I'm like, oh, that's right. I have a thing to do. <laughs> but then I sit down, and then I sit down, and I work on the news, and I I, I was really looking hard for news this week and it's there's nothing there's really nothing of value for me anyway that uh, something that's sort of like you know as as my close personal friend would say scratches me right where i itch um <laughs> you know it's, yeah, it's all, it was a slow news week yeah it's all weird stuff so uh I, but i think i found some some primo content for everybody to uh, dig into. And we were talking just before the show about, I wonder if I made a mistake with this show and not giving it its own RSS feed. You know what I mean? I wonder if I should have just just split it out from, from our feed. But, you know, then I, then I worry now it's too late. If I tried to do that, then it would be too confusing because anybody who likes this then would be like, well, I don't want to have to go and subscribe to another thing. And then it would also skew the the listen numbers because you know you get people listening on different feet i I don't know i don't know i I don't know how i feel about it well you know mull it over (laughs) or maybe put it to the people yeah all powered i mean yeah hey if you guys would rather this be its own show its own feed its own thing you know let me know jason at ears up hyphen podcast.com and uh, I'll I'll seriously consider it because I want to do what you guys want to do. I don't want to do what I want to do. I never do what I want to do. I'm married and have a kid. <laughs> that wasn't in the plan. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, look, man, we all fool ourselves from time to time. No, I'm kidding. Everything's uh, everything's golden, uh, Jeremy. We're actually planning another trip to Disneyland. I think in October. I meant to ask you today. When are you going back? Because I want to go with you guys. I think in October. I can't make it. Why not? <laughs> no, actually, tell me when you if you guys pick a date. Let me know. I'll see what I can do. Okay, I, I do want to come out there. I really do think it'll be in October. I'm like probably the first week, like the seventh or eighth or that week or whatever it is. I think that works out pretty well. We were looking at flights, okay, from because like Southwest was doing this thing where you know cheap flights from twenty nine bucks or whatever. Maybe it, was, it wasn't Southwest anyway. To uh, from like Oakland to Long Beach, which is like half an hour from from Disneyland. Sure. And it would have been it would have been perfect, but then you got you know two tickets, right? So you got twenty nine bucks out, and then the return flight uh, for I don't know Tuesday through I think Saturday, the return flight's forty nine bucks. So what is that? Eighty bucks, whatever the math is, seventy bucks times two. That's one hundred and forty. Then how are you going to get to the hotel? Were you going to you know take a cab or an Uber? Well, how do you do that with a kid in a car seat? Do you have to bring all that along? So let's say you have an Uber. That's you know thirty minutes. That's what twenty five bucks maybe or whatever. So now you're sitting one hundred and sixty dollars, maybe one hundred and eighty. When all is said and done, after fees and whatever, you might as well just drive. At that point, I mean for us. Yeah, how much does it cost to fill your car down and back? You know, we can make it down and back. I think it's like three tanks of gas. Not all the way, right? So we can we can here's the hard part. Like halfway down, I just fill up the tank at Harris Ranch because that's sort of our halfway in between point for us and we just like to get out and stretch our old legs and stuff like that. So 
you know, I could probably make it on a tank, maybe, you know what I mean? And then, um, you know, on the way back, I do the same. So by the time I get home, I have half a tank left. So it's a whole thing. But anyway, it costs like 45 bucks, 50 bucks to fill our tank. So it's it's cheaper, but then you're sitting in the car for five and a half hours. And, right. uh, you know, what are you going to do? I don't know. I haven't figured it out yet. I really wish I could fly to places instead of just drive. Because driving, I hate, especially down the five. I know I've I've rambled on about this so many different times on this show, but that five will literally suck the life force out of you. It is just a grueling, annoying drive because people on there just hate themselves, and they just everyone's cutting in and out of each other, and it's just it's a just a stressful mess, man. Yeah, well, you know, get your, get yourself a good podcast to listen to. <laughs> Wait, a what? Oh, you mean? Oh, I'm sorry. You mean a recorded radio show? Yes, that's yes. Right. Do that. <laughs> yeah. But I think if you think about the chunk of time it takes to get to the airport, mm-hmm. get through security with the car seat, with the baby, and then f- out of the airport, putting him up on the plane with the car seat again, you're gonna right. be like, you just get in the car and go. Right. It takes longer. Right. We're we're in this weird sort of in between point where it doesn't really make sense to do either thing or the, the, the thing that would be less stress, but it will take longer and it's more expensive. So I don't know, man, for now we're just, uh, you know, putting miles in the old family truckster, man. Well, there you go. Yeah. Speaking of going places, Jeremy, what's our first story? Well, I wasn't sure if I should even talk about this so early in the year because it is, you know, it's still freshly August. It really is. Yeah. That new August smell. Yeah. Yeah. You know, the uh, commingled sense of late summer and sweat. <laughs> That's right. Uh, but if people are making plans to visit the parks this fall, it might be helpful to have this information now rather than when it's too late. So we're going to talk about the new Christmas offerings that are coming out for Walt Disney World Resort this year. Oh, wow. That is That does feel really early, but also very timely for some reason. Well... According to my calendar, they'll be putting the Christmas lights on the castle in three weeks. They always do it in August. The end of August is Christmas light time. (laughs) Jiminy Christmas. Disney's that obnoxious neighbor that, like, keeps the Easter eggs in the tree until June. Easter eggs in the tree? You know, (laughs) what are you talking about? You never saw that, like when people decorate their front yard for Easter and they no. put like those plastic eggs in the tree. <laughs> no, man. Oh, no. maybe that's a big East Coast thing. Yeah, maybe. I hope. Well, Let's put keep that over there. Don't ever, <laughs> don't let it cross the Mississippi because I don't oh, want to see it. If I ever move to the West Coast, I'm bringing my Easter eggs with me. <laughs> we'll run you out of town for that. I'm not lying. <laughs> I'm not joking. <clears throat> well, speaking of decor, the. Uh, it's not just entertainment offerings, but it is also new holiday decor. Oh, wow. That the park will be showing off. But to f- start with, let's go to the Magic Kingdom. The Tomorrowland Speedway will receive a holiday overlay where guests will be driving through various holiday themed sections of the attraction. According to Disney's Kate Pappas, quote, at times you'll be celebrating trees, which I love, <laughs> celebrating trees. Very pagan. And other times you'll be celebrating ornaments and presents. Um, other sections of the attraction <laughs> will feature Christmas lights and other ways to show you how Tomorrowland would celebrate Christmas. Uh, I'm just going to say that uh, – was it Kate P- 
Papas? Papas. All right, man. Hey, props to my Greek brethren because. Uh, oh, is that what that is? That's Greek. That's right. Okay. Well, good for her. And also. Baklava. That's right. Some ouzo, and we can kiss on the cheek 500 times and both be sweaty. Um, I love celebrating trees, and I love celebrating presents. So this is two out of the three things that I love. Well, you know, I like trees, and I like presents, but I've never actually celebrated them. Like, I decorate (laughs) the tree, and I open the presents, but I never thought to celebrate the presents. Here's a present I bought for you, present. And then it's just, then you get caught in a weird thing. (laughs) Right. Also in Tomorrowland, the Monsters, Inc. Laugh Floor. You know what that is? No. And I've seen Monsters, Inc., so I've seen it. So I – oh, is that where – no, I don't know. It's it's like you go in and it's like a comedy – it's like it's like the Monsters Inc. If you were if they had like a a comedy cellar or like a you know a stand up a place to go to watch stand up. What do you call that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Comedy Um, club. Comedy club. Yeah. Yeah, it's the Monsters Inc. Laugh Floor. Well, according to Papas, we'll feature all new dad jokes. <laughs> Jeez. Okay. So, if if high if if dad I'm hungry high hungry I'm dad isn't there I'm leaving. <laughs> That's like the classic dad joke. Are there dad jokes in Monsters Inc? Does that mean anything to you? No, I mean it just from outside of the context of just society in general making fun of dads for having terrible jokes. I don't think it means anything to me necessarily within the Monsters, Inc. universe, but that doesn't okay. mean that it wasn't in, like, Monsters University or whatever the other Monsters things that there are, and then I just missed it. Okay. Yeah. Well, I saw Monsters, Inc. once, years and years ago, and I didn't really enjoy it, and so I don't, I was, I, I have no connection to that movie, really, so I didn't know if that was something going on in there. Yeah, you know what? Same. And it's it's weird how we're both very similar. <laughs> we haven't seen a whole lot of stuff, and the stuff that we do outside of what we really like is like, uh, it's weird. Um, but yeah. God, people love Monsters Inc. Man, I love that ride in Disneyland. They can't t- or in uh, DCA never touch that ride. But the movie was fine. It's fine. It's cute. Well, either way, guess we'll get to see Monstropolis during Christmas time because this is going to kind of show you how the monsters of Monstropolis would celebrate Christmas because apparently they're just new to discovering that holiday. Okay. It's a lighter version of Nightmare Before Christmas. It kind of is. Yeah. By the way, they should have a strip club called Monstropolis. Monstrip. Okay. <clears throat> Hello, is this, is this on? <laughs> I was Jeremy? laughing. Okay. Oh, that's I was my comedy fake laugh. That's my comedy yeah. club joke. <laughs> Hello. <clears throat> anyway. <laughs> um, Space Mountain will also receive holiday light and sound treatments for the season. What? <laughs> Sorry. Are you done? Do you want to know what a uh, Space Mountain sound treatment yes, is? Yes, I really do. What is, is it? Is it synthesized version of Jingle Bells or Mannheim Steamroller is going in there? Oh, from your lips to Iger's ears. <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> That would be great. I actually don't know what the sound treatments will be, but I hope to go down and find out for myself and report back. Please do. Uh, The biggest change is that the long-running Holiday Wishes fireworks show hosted by Jiminy Cricket has been replaced by a new Christmas nighttime spectacular hosted now by Minnie Mouse. In Minnie's wonderful Christmas time fireworks, guests will celebrate the holidays with medleys of Christmas songs like Joy to the World, Deck the Halls, Up on the Housetop, and We Wish You a Merry Christmas. And it will, of course, feature dazzling new fireworks and projections. Nice. I like that. Is is there a big mini push going on? Because she's not the first 
you know, sort of, uh, it's not the first time I've seen Minnie being focused on. Well, she's taken a back seat for many years. For many years. <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, and I think uh, maybe it's time to feature Minnie. I think so, too. I'm okay with it. Very good, Jeremy. Was that it? Was that all the holiday offerings we have uh, known about so far? Oh, my God. No, there's more. Oh, Other holiday geez. traditions at the Magic Kingdom will continue to be offered, such as Mickey's Once Upon a Christmas Time Parade, a Totally Tomorrowland Christmas, and a Frozen Holiday Wishes stage show. Okay. I thought we were over Frozen, but I guess they're, uh, it's come, there's a new one coming out this there's fall. There's a new one coming out. Okay, good. You, you may have been over it, but it's about yeah. to come back with a vengeance. I'm having freezer burn. Did you <laughs> call Get Papa's on the line. Let's go. I got dad jokes. Come on. I dad jokes. I got them. You could star in that. I really could. I would, I would want my monster to have, uh, crisp white New Balance sneakers, please. That's okay. a dad thing. Yeah. You know what? It really is. Yeah. All right, let's just do it. Okay. One time at band camp. Okay. This is true. All right. Uh, I like I I forgot my sneakers and like my parents had just dropped me off at college and like I was like, oh, "Dad, I was like, "Dad, you have to go to the mall and give me a pair of sneakers." And he came back. Oh no. They were called Etonics. Oh yeah. What are you, I was like, "What are these?" Are they I think they were a skateboard shoe, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, maybe they were really cool and I didn't know it. They weren't. No, they weren't cool. I'm looking them up right now because I don't remember. Oh, Etonics? Etonics. Yeah, it doesn't yeah. sound very cool. Oh, I'm thinking. They were terrible. I'm thinking. Are you thinking Etnies? Nope. I'm thinking Etonics. Okay, because Etnies is a skate shoe. That's what I was thinking of. Etonics? I don't know. I, they, I looked for were. Etonics shoes on Google and uh, there's no such thing. So I don't know where he got these things. <laughs> Etonics. But I had to send them back. <laughs> Yeah, never have your dad try to shop for shoes for you, especially as a teenager. It's never, that's never a good, it's never a good thing. Over at Disney's Animal Kingdom, where holiday decor will be visible throughout every land this year, because normally it wasn't, they had a big Christmas tree in the front and then you'd see bits and pieces, but now they're going hard into these Christmas decorations, even including Pandora, the world of Avatar, Kate Pappas. <laughs> Wait, were you going to say something? No, I'm I'm just flummoxed. <laughs> I don't understand how um, uh, the Navi on a different world somehow know the meaning of Christmas. Well, because there are earthly expats who are there. Oh, so it's not right? enough for us to to take over their world. We have to uh, <laughs> we're going to convert force them. To them. Yeah, <laughs> we have to force them to celebrate our. Uh, you know, our practices that were taken from the pagans in the first place. This is the circle of life, I guess. Well, they're not, there is no, as from what I read from Cape Pappas, there's no conversion going on, but mm -hmm. the expats are there and they want to be able to celebrate while they're there. Okay. So it's basically, they have brought their holiday traditions and decorations and they've made some of them with new materials that are native to their moon station. Okay. Okay. And that's really, that's what it is. Hmm. So. All right. Well, we'll see. Uh, and uh, what else? I, so each land will have its own holiday decor and atmosphere talent in each land will play holiday music appropriate to the land and the time period represented. Okay. According so to Pappas. How are they yes. going to do that in, in uh, Avatar Land? How do you play uh, Christmas I, I, music that's appropriately themed for Avatar Land? Well, maybe it'll be on a, an Avatar Instrument. Oh, they have those? Mm, we, 
that's that's imagination. Oh, okay. okay, got it. All right. But actually, what she did say was that um, we're doing it small in mm-hmm. some areas this year to start out and see how our how we do and how our guests respond. Oh, so, so there's something that if you don't like it, you can go to City Hall, I would imagine, and voice your complaint. Apparently, yeah. Apparently, they're going to be watching for people who see in a certain ornament made out of something from Pandora and throw up, <laughs> or oh my God. you know, respond with jubilation. Oh, wow, okay. All right, so. well, that's cool. I, I I appreciate that. They're just trying to go softly into these lands with the, the whole Christmas thing because not everybody does Christmas, which is fine. Some people it means more to you know than others, and you don't necessarily want Christmas everywhere. I mean, I love Christmas, but. I think I would be a little uh, annoyed, to be honest with you. If everywhere I went was just Christmas, that would that would kind of bother me a little bit. Well, my experience is that Animal Kingdom has always done a really good job with Christmas. Like that, all the um, when they do their, you know, every park gets that big cone Christmas tree. Mm-hmm, yeah, the Animal Kingdom one is all made from like straw and reeds. It feels very like natural. Okay. And it's a uh, you know kind of like the puppets in the Lion King on Broadway. It's all it's really it's just it's done very well. Disney does things very well generally like this. Oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Credit. Okay. Um, Animal Kingdom will also have additions to its Tree of Life Awakening series, which features stories projected onto the park's centerpiece, the Tree of Life. During daylight hours, life-sized puppets will represent winter weather animals that don't live at Disney World, such as polar bears, penguins, and reindeer. So I like that. I love and, it. And uh, Animal Kingdom, I'm happy to see Animal Kingdom getting some holiday love because they used to have this really great Christmas parade um, called the Jammin' Jungle uh, – Jammin' – Wait, what are they calling? <laughs> I don't remember what it, oh, Mickey's Jingle Jungle Parade. Yes, that's it. Mickey's Jingle Jungle Parade. All right, that really sticks with you. Yeah, it, well, clearly I barely can get it out. <laughs> yeah. So I, that got that went away in 2013, and so it's nice to see them bring some things back. Other holiday offerings around Disney World that will continue include the Candlelight Processional at Epcot and the Jingle Bell Jingle Bam Fireworks Spectacular at Disney's Hollywood Studio. With the loss of Epcot's Illuminations Reflections of Earth on September 30th of this year, it is unclear if Disney will still run the Peace on Earth holiday tag that they have run for the last 30 years after Illuminations. Well, we Hope so. Hmm. Uh, the Christmas season officially kicks off in Walt Disney World on November 8th, the very first Mickey's Very Merry Christmas Party. All right. Exciting and stuff. that's my story. I love it. Thank you very much, Jeremy. Appreciate that. You are very welcome. <laughs> well, you know, uh, I'm an annual pass holder, as you are, correct? You have a, some sort of pass, some tier pass? I certainly do. All right. Well, then maybe you can get behind this story. Uh, Being an annual pass holder is almost like, it's almost like a hair underneath being on the board at the Walt Disney Company. When you enter that park, you feel like it's up to you personally to make sure everyone is having a good time and is treated properly with only a slight more attention paid to you, the AP. After all, you pay every month to be there. While most people pay up front, those rubes, us annual pass holders are really saving this company, right? I mean, you feel that, right? Well, I pay up front. My pass doesn't have a payment plan. So I'm a rube. Oh, you are a rube. Well, I mean, it sort of feels that way in this small corner of my brain. My id loves feeling like, uh, you know, very special for really no reason. The reality is that as annual pass holders, we're just a money machine to Disney paying up front for days we may never use, discounts we often forget about, all while cranking out merch 
that only we have the privilege to spend more of our hard-earned human dollars on. I remember when we used to get those cute little mini calendars every year. I talk about this all the time on the show. They had cool photos from the parks on them. It wasn't a whole lot, but it was a, a token of appreciation, and it was actually useful. Uh, you know, We used to use that as our house calendar. It was a lot of fun. Then they stopped in favor of literally doing nothing for us. Well, let me tell you, annual pass holders who pay uh, monthly because we're cool, the times are a-changing. The glory days of us annual pass holders are finally here as we get the recognition we deserve. So check this out. Let's start with, the, you guys get really excited. Get pumped because this is such good stuff, right? Uh, Walt Disney World, here we go. We're starting with you guys. For the 2019 Food and Wine Festival this year, you can strut on over through the park, through Epcot like some Robert Crumb cartoon, and pick up your free, free, don't have to pay anything for it, chef mini-shaped magnet. Ooh. But hurry, you can only get this annual pass exclusive from August 29th to October 14th. But Jason... You exclaim, what about me, the annual pass holder that can't make it to Epcot from August 29th to October 14th, 2019? As a refrigerator owner and an annual pass holder, this magnet thing seems like the perfect gift to show Disney's appreciation to me, the fan. To this I say, don't worry, fellow traveler, because from October 15th to November 23rd, you can grab a new style of magnet featuring Chef Remy from the Mouse Cooking movie. The first one with this character. It's the first mouse cooking movie, Chef Remy Magnet. But Jason, again, please hold on, you impatiently interject. What about those of us that have already too many magnets and instead would rather have something we can use in a functional way because we're no longer 19 years old and need a way to keep our class schedule up on our mini fridges? Well, if you go to the Food and Wine Festival four times, you'll get a free Wooden coaster set with Chef Mini emblazoned on them. Huzzah! I say to this. If free, I'm on board with that. I think yeah, that's great. I think it's cool, too. If free isn't your bag, then you can also buy stuff like a special Dooney and Burke uh, handbag, T-shirts that say pass holder on them so everybody at your local Rayleigh's can know that you're a pass holder, plates, mugs, all that fun, fun stuff. Three exclusive character meet and greets will be available on August 29th. Winnie the Pooh. We'll be in Christopher Robin's room at Epcot. It's the United Kingdom Pavilion from 9 to 9. Over at Animal Kingdom, Baloo can be found near Creature Comforts, while Jane and Tarzan will be hanging out near Island Mercantile. Both of the Animal Kingdom meet and greets run from 10 a.m. to 4.30 p.m. Now that is uh, t- just, come on, really? <laughs> I mean, magnets. Just magnets. Just have some magnets. Come over and get a magnet. You want a magnet? Have a magnet. The magnets are offensive. The magnets have yeah. been here for years. I'm, I'm, I'm over these magnets. We've all got fridges filled with them. That's sort it's of time my to move point. on. Yeah, that's sort of my my uh, point. But I digress. Let's mosey on over to Disneyland, aka the best Disney park, to find out what free goodies we can harvest from the earth and slap onto our kitchenware to help celebrate the summer debut of Tale of the Lion King at Disney California Adventure. Pass holders, only pass holders, if you are just there for three days and you live in, I don't know, uh, Utah, you can't come over to this place, okay? There's a special AP corner under Disney California Adventure Silly Symphony Swings, which are rarely working for some reason. The area offers an exclusive photo backdrop theme to The Lion King that you have to 
take yourself, as well as two complimentary items, an annual pass holder magnet and a Lion King button. But there's more. If that wasn't enough, Jeremy, there's so much more. Pass holders who use the Disneyland app's mobile order option at certain quick service restaurants will be rewarded with a limited edition button. Each eatery has a different button design. You get one button per location while supplies last. The buttons can be found at Award Wieners, which is still the best name for a restaurant ever, uh, Corn Dog Castle, Lucky Fortune Cookery, Bayside Brews, Tangaro Terrace, Clarabelle's Hand Scooped Ice Cream, Hollywood Lounge, and Paradise Garden Grill. And that's it. We get buttons. Epcot gets coasters. And we get buttons. And while I wrote this kind of in a bad mood this morning, I do sort of feel like we get overlooked as APs, not because we're just entitled to stuff, but because we make up a good portion of the park attendance. And I would bet that we also buy a good portion of the merch, too. If I had to guess, I would say APs are 25% more likely to buy merch than a family of four from Ohio that comes once every two years. I have no basis for that other than my own experience of setting a budget for a trip and then blowing it on some dumb thing in the Disney gallery. But the point is is there. APs really do contribute, not only to the cash flow, but to the vibe. We're passionate Disney Park fans. We bring the excitement. We sell friends and families at the register people. Uh, we sell friends and family. We sell it on the register people at Target. We have them get passes so they can be like us, elevated, pure, godlike. And for all of that, we get 10% off food. But it's fine. Our day will come. Jeremy, I want you to calm down. As will the inevitability of a BuzzFeed quiz entitled, Tell Us Your Social Security Number, and we'll tell you which free annual pass holder magnet shape you are. <laughs> and that's my first story. Very dripping. Wow. Sarc- I know. I was in a pissy mood this morning. But it's I, – I just – I do think it's something that we – there is a conversation that should happen. I just want the friggin' – calendar back. I don't want a magnet that's shaped like different people. I just, because I don't care. Not everything has to be smothered in every Disney thing, right? Like, I I just, I don't know. I, it it well, feels... It be nice yeah. if you had a calendar to put up, to, or to use that magnet on? <laughs> well, look, I'll be honest with you. Uh, <clears throat> I don't mean to brag or nothing, but my fridge is stainless steel, so... I can't actually use magnets on it because stainless steel isn't magnetized. It doesn't magnets don't right. stick to it. So I literally have no use for magnets. So I'm not going to be flocking to this area to get the magnets. But I feel like magnets are so cheap and they're so like mid nineties. You know what I mean? Where like every pizza place had a magnet with a coupon on. You know what I mean? Like it was. It's. It just feels very impersonal. It feels very dumb. I just. I don't like it. I, but I understand the sentiment. What else, what else do I want, me, Jason, as an annual pass holder? What else would I like that doesn't equate to, I'll just lower my price and then everything will be fine. You know what I mean? They are trying, but it, it just, I don't like the way that they're, they're doing it. Like, first of all, <clears throat> I don't mean to offend anybody, but all of that annual pass merchandise looks bad. It just looks very dated and it just, it's not, current there's it's not fashionable and i i don't know it just it's weird to me that's all i'm gonna say yeah i mean here's the thing and we did this in one of our first episodes of uh ears up in depth which you are tuned into right now is uh how much the annual passes went up this year yeah in some cases 25 to 40 percent and 
we're still getting magnets. Like, you <laughs> can't figure out how to plus this a little bit. You can't figure something out. And the thing is, so yeah, we're getting coasters in Epcot this year, but last year we got a wooden cutting board. So it's like, it's not like, at least it's, ch- I will say this, at least it's changing. And we get buttons. You guys are getting hosed. Yeah, I know, right? So what? what is that? A, what, what is that? I mean, look, buttons are cool, but I don't think... Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm way off base here because I usually am with, with things that are in like the current zeitgeist and people actually really flock to. But and I'm no fan. If you like buttons, dude, do your thing. I love you for it. Do do your button thing, man. But I think the buttons that we know, like the first visit and the celebrating, those are special. You get a button from Tangaro Terrace. <laughs> I mean, are you going to really wear that? Are you going to put on your back? No, like nobody's going to care. It's cool, but maybe, you know, give, I don't know. I, I, again, what else, what other ideas do I have to bring to the table in this conversation? None. I have zero, zero. Maybe, you know, kick in a little bit of parking or something like that. Give us, give us a thing, but I don't know. Give me, give me the equivalent of a button and a magnet monthly off of my annual passes. Well, what I would love is if there was a, a, a collection of something. That every year they do one, and then for every year that you ha- get your pass, you you get closer to having a bigger collection. My God, like a like one of those Time Life books from the eighties. <laughs> yeah, like a Time Life book. Or there, so there's this airline, uh, KLM. And okay. If you fly in business class, they give you a little liqueur bottle that's it's like ceramic and it's shaped like a building in Amsterdam. Oh, and every time you fly, you get a different one until you complete the city. Does it double as a bong? It doubles as a bomb. <laughs> a little one hitter. It's Amsterdam. Right. Um, that's uh, really so, cool. You know, that's just kind of a, it incentivizes you to come back. I like that. I don't like magnets. And I understand that, you know, the difference of, of, in price between uh, airlines and Disney is, is very similar, but, uh, you know, ultimately a little, little farther apart than uh, this example, you know, sort of uh, whatever. Um, that is cool. They used to do like well, little collector cards too, where you can like put them, just some something else other than there you go. Or if you really want the Chef Mickey thing, but you you can't make it by that date, I have a problem with like time gated prizes or time gated rewards or whatever. I I just have a big problem with it. I don't know why. If if I can't make it, if I'm stuck in South Dakota and I can't make it there, then but I'm still an annual password. So. To me, then those magnets and all that stuff mean nothing. It's 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 it, it's a gesture that I can never partake in because I can't make it during that travel time. So what do, what do I have coming to me? Can you mail me one? That would be cool, I guess. I don't know. Well, if you're an annual pass holder, that you you presumably you have it because you're going to be going to the park. Yeah, but this is only for the food and wine during the food and wine fest. So what is August oh, through sure. October or no? August through what did I say? October fourteenth, I think you said. Uh, November twenty third. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can get the two magnets from October twenty ninth through November twenty third. So if you just can't travel in that, like that's kind of a short window. Like we don't, we don't really travel to Disneyland a lot of the time. And I mean that's that's three months. Late August might as well be September to late November. That's not that much. So I don't know. I don't think we solved any problems, dude. But we complained about them, and that's what I like to do. We complained and we informed. You can go get 
a coaster set. That's true. I think that's cool. I, I read that and I was like, oh god, it's hard to poop on this because this is. I, I like that. I think that's a cool thing. We right. get buttons. Not a cool thing. But yeah, only no if you use now. the mobile ordering <laughs> version of the app. Like that's really, really. You can't just give me the button, dude, because I'm an AP. I have to be an AP and use the mobile ordering, which is, by the way, awesome. If you've never done it. I've never done it. I don't trust things like that. <clears throat> Dude, it's a time saver. I love it so much. So, Well, maybe I'll have to start. I'll have to give it a shot. Yeah. What else do you have for us, Jeremy? Well, Jason, nice. you yeah. and I both like to imbibe in a drink from time to time, I believe. Yes, that's absolutely correct. It's not news that until Galaxy's Edge opened in Disneyland, it remained as the last Disney park that didn't serve alcohol to the general public. I mean, of course, in Club 33, you could get it, but that's not really for... You and me to just walk in and grab a beer, right? <laughs> That's right. And even now, even with Galaxy's Edge, only Oga's Cantina serves it on a very limited basis, as we know. Well, as you also know, Galaxy's Edge is coming to Disney's Hollywood Studios this fall, and it's a place that sells alcohol everywhere. You can go into Disney's Hollywood Studios and get beer. There's a there's a, a wine bar now. I mean, you can get you can go in there and get sloshed if you want. Yes. So people are really starting to realize that this edition of Galaxy's Edge naturally will feature a much broader offering of alcohol than its more restricted Disneyland counterpart because it doesn't need to be. Maybe that's why we get the coasters because we have so many more places to get booze. <laughs> I mean, it doesn't. It doesn't. It, it makes sense. It, it makes more sense because people are already going to have already been. Um, sort of uncomfortable with booze being sold in Disneyland as if Walt knows or there's some vibration in the universe that he's telling it. It just, I don't know, it makes no sense. Um, I'm glad that the alcohol is confined to Star Wars land in Disneyland. Like, I'm okay with that. I don't need it to be sold all over the parks. Um, I mean, beer is cool, but it's just, it shouldn't really be the focus. And DCA is more food focused than Disneyland and food and beer go together. So, um, yeah, I'm fine. With, yeah, keep it, dude. Get get the, the mini margarita machines in every line. Do whatever you guys want. Well, here's just a little rundown of what you will be able to get. So, Ronto Roasters. Oh, yes. So, they have that in California? Yes, they do. Yeah. It's the, um, okay. yeah, it's like uh, the this droid is roasting a big slab of meat. Um, with a pod racing engine, <laughs> it's it's very cute. It's very cute. Oh, interesting. I yeah. it, when I read Ronto's Roasters, I expected it to be a coffee shop. <laughs> <laughs> Man, it really should have been. Well, they will be selling a Coruscant cooler with bourbon for fifteen dollars, as well as Miami-based Concrete Beach Brewery's Trandoshan Ale craft beer. Now, the famous milk stand, which will also be showing up in Hollywood Studios, will offer spiked versions of the famous drinks, with blue milk being offered with Bacardi rum and green milk featuring Corazon Blanco tequila, each for fourteen dollars. See, and I remember when we were doing that rundown of the Star Wars park or whatever we did, saying that. Those blue milks were not very good, but with some rum, knock it right out of the park, man. And so I'm going to just go ahead on record and say Disney World is listening to this show. We have influence on this show. I'm a Disney influencer and everybody, heads of departments, entire departments have meetings based on this show. <laughs> well, you're channeling someone there. <laughs> Weird. Um, Docking Bay 7. 
yeah. will serve the Taco Dana Quencher with Bacardi <laughs> Dragon Berry Rum and Blue Carousel Liquor for $15. And yeah. finally, the counter service location will serve a Gold Squadron Lager from New York's Blue Point Brewing Company that can only be found at Oga's Cantina in Disneyland. That other drink didn't sound good. Blue blue curacao and like what was it? Dragon fruit liqueur. That it sounds too sweet and tart. I don't know. I don't like it. Yeah, I'm not. I don't really like that kind of. I don't like all that fancy berry. I don't like anything like that. So yeah, that's not really for me. Same. Um, but you know, so to each his own. Um, of course, uh, at Disneyland, patrons of Oga's Cantina need to remain inside with their beverages because of the restrictions. But there seems to be no reason that such a rule should exist in Hollywood Studios, where guests are free to roam the park with alcohol already. So there may not be the time restrictions and the lines and all of that for the uh, Florida version of Oga's because there's no, really no reason to do it. <laughs> That's right? true. Yeah, if you can get booze kind of anywhere. Yeah. It's not as special, but this is this is kind of why I'm like I never thought that Star Wars Land belonged in Disneyland anyway. I thought put this in another mm-hmm. park, and this is just one more reason why it just doesn't mesh with the rest of that park, and it feels off. Yeah, ag- agreed. I mean, you know, a hundred percent. They should have uh, built a separate park. And they could have done. They could do so much with it. They could do so much with it. And and, and I like Batu. I, I I like the Black Spire, whatever it is. Um, they did a great job. We've. I mean, I'm not going to beat it to death again, right? But right. there's so much in the Star Wars universe that will will draw crowds. So to to wedge it in Disneyland, I don't know. What was the 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 beer brewed by Blue Point Brewing Company? Uh, that is uh, Gold Squadron Lager. All right. I love lagers. It sounds like a, a light, refreshing uh, lager. But if you're a craft beer fan, Blue Point is owned by Budweiser. So if you're if you're craft beer savvy like me, of course, don't get the blue or the the what is it? Blue Gold Squadron Lager. Don't get that. Get one of the other things that are brewed by like actual craft breweries, please. Thank you. Is the Concrete Beach Brewery is that a craft a true craft operation? They're fine, Jeremy. You can you can officially purchase Concrete Beach beers. All right. Well, that's good to know. I will I will purchase freely. There you go. Well, that is the story boasting about the plethora of booze that will be available on my coast. <laughs> With no wait times. I'm interested to go back to Star Wars Land to see how it's changed and how the vibe is. I've heard that crowds are starting to come back now to Disneyland. So I don't know if the wait times for that kind of stuff will be increased or not, or if they're going to take the cap off of Ogus Cantina at some point to let people kind of really filter through and get the, the full experience. When we went, it was packed and you didn't really get, it just felt rushed. So it wasn't a good experience, but you know, I would definitely go back. Speaking of building other parks, remember what I just said? That's the best thing that you could possibly do. Yes. Ever. I'm I'm going to I'm going to go on record saying that. So this next story isn't directly about Disney resorts, but it kind of is sort of Universal Studios in Florida recently announced their plans to build a brand new park just down the road ish from their existing locations. While rumors and permits have been circulating for months now. This is the first official statement from the company, complete with an artist rendering of the park. While the name sounds more like a Disney parade title than a theme park, Universal's Epic Universe 
will be over 750 acres, which more than doubles their land holdings in the state of Florida. Other than the 14,000 jobs this park will create, not much else was announced, not even a timeline for completion. But thanks to the internet, there are a few things that we can infer about what will be included. Now, the following information <laughs> is 100% to be taken as rumors. And while oh you know... Oh boy, here we go. I've, I've always taken the stance that rumors are bad and terrible things. The Universal Rumor site seems to be a lot more chill about the rumors they're proposing and way more rational in how they go about it. They, they uh, at least, and I haven't spent a whole lot of time in the Universal Rumor site mill, but from the few sites that I have read on the new park, the stuff that people are saying... They attack it from the stance of how to run a theme park, not about what would be cool, which is what a lot of Disney sites do. They go, this would be cool. They're going to revamp this to get butts in the seat. It's it, No, the two things are, are, are not always the same. And you know, whatever increases capacity and doesn't cost a whole lot, that's usually what they're going to go with from running a theme park. And so, I don't know, it just, it, I, I was noticing this contradiction in, in Disney rumor versus Universal rumor, and I thought it was okay to talk about this article. So, forgive me as I backpedal. <laughs> just We're a little a special dispensation for this. Thank you very much. Not to mention rumors about a whole entire new park are rare, and the ideas that I have found here have been tracked for a couple years now. So in my mind, they're a bit more reasonable than some maniac wildly face-rolling his keyboard to come up with the next article. So <laughs> based on a couple of sites, the park will probably have the classic wheel-and-spoke hub feature, just like Disneyland, which for a site this large is probably a good thing. There will be a Super Nintendo-themed land. This is based on a few things, mainly a leaked photo of a model earlier this year that looks pretty much like the land Universal is building in Japan, but with some small additions. The model seems to feature a Mario Kart ride, a Yoshi-themed attraction, and a Donkey Kong Country area, complete with a roller coaster track. There's a uh, The Yoshi ride is an Omnimover dark ride expected to go into Super Nintendo World based on the photos of that model found uh, you know, earlier this uh, year. The interesting thing about the Yoshi ride is that it appears as if it will run both indoors and outdoors. Which is weird because, right, because, um, you know, Orlando just, just dump giant droplets of rain on you all the time. But uh, apparently in, with, so they are actively building Super Nintendo World in Japan and there's satellite photos of them building like the track and it sort of meshes with the model that was released. And so that's what I mean where this rumor you can sort of bank on because they're actively already doing it. And if you know anything about theme parks, if they're already doing it in one, they're not going to pay a bunch of money to rework an entire land to put it in another park. They'll probably just carry it on over into the new Orlando park. Well, and that's the, I think that is an important distinction what you're doing because there is Coming up out of nowhere with a rumor that is no one's heard, you know, complete. There's nothing concrete to connect it to. He has and no this past. Is taking right. something that that is observable, yeah, and then extrapolating on it and saying, "Well, based on this and looking at this concept art, we could say that this is plausible that this could happen." 
right. that's just connecting dots. That's not really well. Ex- I, you know, I don't think that's causing a rumor. No, I don't think so either. Especially because they're 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 actively building this thing already. And if you announce a new park, it's it's just it just stands to reason. Um, so I think that's pretty cool. Also, if you zoom in on the artwork provided by Universal in the announcement, the layout looks very similar to the leaked model with a little bit of changes here and there. So you you, you see that's what I was kind of saying when you just sort of reiterated for me is that you take these three points of information and they all sort of point to the same thing. Like there's some basis for it. It's not just well inside sources tell me um, in my sleep. That uh, <laughs> you know, my pillow whispers. Well, and we'll see if Universal comes out and says, no, that's not happening. <laughs> um, another one is a hotel is being built at the far end of the park, which is not a rumor. That is in <laughs> it's in the the artwork. So this is not a, a, a rumor. You can actually just see it. And and Universal has announced that they're they're doing this. So this is a thing. It's at the far end of the park, meaning that half of the hotel, it's like curved, right? Uh, will have direct views across the park. Which is kind of cool. So when you enter the park and the you know you're in the hub down at the end, instead of seeing a castle, which is I know it's not at the end, but you understand my point. Um, there's a big giant hotel, which I don't know how I feel about that. It, those, those rooms are probably going to be super expensive, and that'd be cool to have one of those rooms. You sit out there on the balcony or whatever and watch the park. But um, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about seeing a big hotel in the background. But well, um, if you are standing at in Disneyland Paris, if you are standing with the castle at your back. Yeah. And looking down towards where the train station would be. Yeah. That's all hotel. Oh, really? It's this, the, you, when you to go into Disneyland Paris, you have to walk under their hotel. That's crazy. So, and it's <laughs> fine. Yeah, it's all right. Yeah, it all looks right. great. Well, this is probably the first of at least one other hotel because Universal mentioned plans for hotels, plural. Oh, my so, word. Yeah, and I know they're already building a bunch of hotels over in you know their other their other park area. So this is it, it's nothing new. And again, once you get that machine going, you already got plans. You already got the infrastructure. It's just it's just build, build, build. The central hub looks like it has a few water features, including a big fountain. So that looks cool. So get ready potentially for some Epcot esque nighttime shows. Probably, maybe, who knows. No, like a world of color kind of thing, maybe. Yeah, maybe. I would not be surprised if they do something exactly like that, or at least a you know the Bellagio fountain kind of thing, or something. Right? They they're going to have to do something. Uh, They've you know, got one. They've already got one at the other park. That's like a, a nighttime. It looks like World of Color, basically. Oh, okay. Well, so yeah. So this this will definitely be something like that. Uh, you know that Universal is big on their old timey monsters. You know the old classic black and white monsters, and apparently they'll have a land all to themselves in this new park. Now this is more room than than fact checking because there really isn't a whole lot to fact check here but i think it's kind of cool the land is called universal monsters at least the in the internet land of rumors and will house dracula wolfman and all that kind of garbage from the artwork the land looks very drab and spooky with lots of purple lighting everywhere with an amphitheater tucked in for reasons i don't know apparently there was something called (laughs) the beetlejuice graveyard review at universal orlando that got pushed out and uh, replaced with a Fast and Furious stage show, the, the Fast and the Furious, that movie, the car movie, the Vroom Vroom movies. For, yeah, I get that, but uh, I would take Beetlejuice over that any day. <laughs> yeah, same. Um, so who knows what they'll do here? Maybe they'll bring it back. 
because it, it honestly look up the artwork. It's weird. It's like spooky drab, you know, that, that classic Halloween color purple lighting. Right. And then there's a giant amphitheater corner on the corner of it. And just it looks very awkward and out of place. But whatever. Apparently at the Hollywood at the Hollywood Universal out here on the West Coast, there's another famous Universal monster themed show called Creature from the Black Lagoon, the musical. <laughs> <laughs> it opened in 2009 and then closed down about nine months later. Can you imagine? Oh my god! Creature from the Black Lagoon, the musical. <laughs> Universal, <laughs> they they do really try to to rework their IP every once in a while, like the, the Mummy, the Tom Cruise, John, right? That yeah. was supposed to be like this big revival for old time like movie monsters, and it didn't do well at all. So I think they had to maybe like change things down a little bit. But Universal is they're they they're, they still bank on that kind of stuff. So it would it would sort of stand to reason they already have all this IP. Why I mean, not get Patty Lapone in there to stay? <laughs> why not just why not use it? You know what I mean? The, they do the horror nights where they bring some of these things out too, and that's real wildly popular. So. Maybe they'll have their own thing, but it seems like too big of a gamble because I don't think anybody cares about the Wolfman. We have Saw. We have the little weirdo from Saw. Like, that's scarier than Dracula. So, you know, it seems a little weird to me. And apparently there have been rumors before about doing a Universal Monsters land in some of the other parks that Universal has. And that's where this rumor kind of comes from, too. So it's it's not as solid as the Super Nintendo one, but it's... I don't know, 50%? Who who knows? Um, across from the Monsters Land will be the Fantastic Beasts Land from the Harry Potter IP. This is pretty much well known at this point considering Universal has been filing trademarks around this concept. And given how wildly successful Harry Potter has been for Universal, this is kind of a shoe-in. The artwork looks a lot like Diagon Alley from the way it's set up with tall buildings on either side immersing you in the area. Um, yeah, I mean, they would be dumb not to. I mean, Fantastic Beasts was was pretty big for for Harry Potter, Diagon Alley, and Hogsmeade. We've talked about it on years up before. Basically, is the reason Universal has grown so much in the past five years or ten years or however long it's been around. They are the reason Disney did Star Wars Land in direct response to how well Universal did Harry Potter. So, look for this to be wildly immersive as well. The the final land that was sort of proposed by this other weird rumor site is how to train your dragon. Okay. Were, there's more, were there more than one? There's three. One just was released in February. So I'll get to those in a second. But it's, it's, it's hard to sort of picture when you look at the artwork. I mean, you, Diagon Alley or um, the Fantastic Beast, you can sort of see based on Diagon Alley. You go, okay, because, you know, the very tall, like London-esque, you know, areas, uh, the buildings or whatever. Um Universal Monsters, again, the Purple Lightning sort of castle stone area. That makes sense. Uh, Super Nintendo Land, whatever. But How to Train Your Dragon, it's like there's just like roller coasters and stuff, which sort of does make sense what they're doing uh, with the um, Hagrid ride or whatever. You know, you're flying you're out right. on a roller coaster, right? How to Train Your Dragon, you're flying on a dragon. It, I could see the leap there. Total, it, it makes sense. I don't know enough about the IP to, to know if it's a good idea or not, but... Uh, so I looked it up. This is the in-depth part of Ears Up In-Depth, Jeremy. Okay. <laughs> How to Train Your Dragon was released in 2010. The budget was $165 million. It made $494 million on the box office. I mean, that's that's a ton of cash. The How to Train Your Dragon 2 was released in the United States on June 13th, 2014. 
Okay, so four years later, it had a budget of 145 million, which I found interesting, but it made 621 million dollars. Who is the? Is there someone with in a leading role here that I might know? Uh, Jay Baruchel, Kate Blanchett, Gerard Butler, oh. Craig Ferguson, uh, Jonah Hill, uh, Kristen Wiig, cast of uh, stars, T.J. Miller. Yeah, uh, but it's interesting. Twenty million less budget made what almost 200 million 100 million and a half <laughs> you know right. uh then uh, how to train your dragon part three the hidden world was released in uh in the u.s on february 1st of this year 129 million dollar budget 519 million dollars box office not a bad investment no not a bad investment at all and this one has uh f Murray abraham and craig ferguson as well as uh some of the other people anyway so if you didn't know much about how to train your dragon IP, you, do, you know a little bit now, at least the important part, which is the dollars. So that that uh, that concept, that brand is still making money. If you, you want a flying ride that's not a haggard mystical creature or a broomstick or whatever, how to train your dragon. I mean, why not? So well, I wonder what if they'll have any um, technology from like like what Disney did with Pandora, where you're riding on the the oh. beast and it, you can feel it breathing between your legs. You know, <laughs> it would make sense that. Yeah, I doubt it. I mean, maybe, but it's oh, okay. if you look at the artwork. Oh, okay. Um, if you look at the artwork, <laughs> no. yeah, no, you're wrong, dude. Um, I thought we were speculating. Pardon <laughs> me. Um, the uh, the artwork has like roller coaster tracks in that part of the area so i think it's just going to be coaster for like they're going to do one attraction for, for this like whole land preteen i don't know man sure again i'm not 100 percent sold on this being real true human fact but again i like how the universal world handles rumors uh you know just not making stuff up for clicks they seem to be genuinely interested in how the parks will shape up over time and i'm not really sure what that says about disney sites if anything maybe it doesn't say anything but uh super interesting stuff well, I have a question off of this, a bigger question for us. Yes, what's up? What's Disney's move? You said to you before oh. that Disney did Star Wars because of uh, Harry Potter. Yeah. So what's the next move in the chess game, do you think? Ooh, four, we're talking 4D chess now. Um, I don't know. I mean, what else can they do? You can't expand Disneyland a whole lot. There's been a lot of rumors of a third gate in Disneyland. That might be big. Uh, you know, the the walkway, maybe you can put another Marvel land, you know, sort of close to Disneyland. Disney World, didn't you guys already buy a bunch of land? I think you did. Yeah, Disney World already bought a bunch of land last year. I think we already talked about it, or maybe it was yes. earlier this year. So what are you going to put there? Who knows? I don't know. Your parks are weird. Your parks are, your lands are weird, man, because I, I feel like they're always, a lot of them are having a population issue, a, an attendance issue. Is that factual? In Disney World? Yeah. Like like Hollywood Studios, that's basically exploded and now they have to rebuild with a bunch of interesting stuff to get people over there. Uh, I feel like Epcot is never really super busy. I don't know. People always talk oh about... Oh my God, you got to go to it? Epcot. In, uh, from, it was, the crowds are light right now because the annual pass holder, the, the local annual pass holders aren't are blocked out. Mm-hmm. But when that food and wine festival opens up, it's oh. going to be 
bedlam. And sure. It yeah, yeah. Food and wine festival aside, though. And when we went to Animal Kingdom, Pandora wasn't there yet, and there was like nobody there. It was kind of like, well, what do you do? We left at two o'clock. We're like, we're just gonna go back to the hotel. This is weird. There's nothing to do. I, but and, and again, that was like three years ago. So I know stuff has changed, or four years ago now. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Maybe with a new land. What do you think they're going to... Let's make that a segment on Years Up. What's the new land they're going to put in Disney World? And then we'll say from internal sources. I want a Mary Poppins Park. How about that? Mary Poppins? <laughs> I don't know. I don't like it. You don't think that's a good idea? <laughs> I didn't say that. I just didn't like it. <laughs> or a land. Give me a land of Mary Poppins. They got another movie coming out. Come on. Do they really? Jiminy Christmas. I know. I this, like one, this other one wasn't very good. <laughs> <laughs> it uh, wasn't. No, I didn't see it. I'm not going to see it. I don't need to see it. I just, I don't need to, I don't know. I don't like things that are reimagined. I almost did a, 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 a story on um, some journalist or whatever interviewed a bunch of people who worked on the original Lion King, like the animated one. And yeah. most of them were like, oh, yeah, it's fine. It stands on its own. But a couple of them were like, it actually hurts my feelings <laughs> that, oh, they, really? yeah, that they did this. And they were like, there was no more information other than that, that like small little clip. And so it was hard to do it as an actual story. But um, that's how I would feel if I was married. I don't know. I, whatever. We'll get into it another, another, uh, another date. Let's get out of here, Jeremy. We've been at it for a while now. Yeah, this and, has uh, gone long. I think we're <laughs> – Wow. We to complain. This has gone long. I don't know. <laughs> I hope it hasn't felt as long for the listeners as it has for me. <laughs> That's true. Um, <laughs> so we have some some interesting news. So my nephew Anthony uh, moved back to California. Anthony, of course, was the uh, host of Sabers and Superpowers, which is a Marvel slash Star Wars themed show that we were doing here for a little bit. I think they cranked out like nine eps or something like that, eight or nine eps. Um, so now that he's back in town. Maybe we'll kick up Sabres and Superpowers again. He has uh, a couple of cool ideas to bring in some people and kind of shake things up a little bit. Maybe focus on some comic book stuff, some video game stuff, because he's in the, in the video game industry. So uh, look forward to that. I think that'll be a good time. And I heard the first episode. This is an exclusive. I haven't talked about this on the Years Up show, so the in-depth listeners are getting it right now. Uh, oh, yeah. I heard the first app of Jeremy's new show. Well. I don't know that you could say it's Jeremy's new show, well, but there is a new show coming that I'm on. You're on it. Yeah. What's it called? It's called <laughs> I feel like I forgot what it's called. <laughs> Jimmy's not gonna be happy with me. No, Here's he's this. Not. Hopefully he doesn't listen. Yeah. Uh, it's gonna be called The Supreme Resort. The Supreme Resort. And you know, look, to be fair to you, it was a ten minute intro app, so it's fine. It's all brand new stuff. But I'm excited right. about it. The concept seems pretty cool. We won't go into it too much now. Um, so look for that in the coming months-ish, maybe one to two months. I'm not entirely sure uh, whenever the boys get their act together. Well, we're recording the very first official episode this Sunday. Oh. So excellent. we did our test, and now yeah. this is going to be a real one. Okay. Well, I look forward so to it's... it. I think you guys are going to do a good job. I'm excited about it. It is definitely a unique show. In the Disney podcast universe, so uh, be prepared to get very angry because it's there's a lot of opinions on this show. If you think Ears Up had a lot of opinions, the Supreme Resort's going to have more opinions, and that will be its own RSS feed. So it'll be its own show. We'll, of course, publish it on uh, the Ears Up site, 
uh, you know, ears up uh, com, but you can subscribe to it in addition to all the other stuff. So that I didn't make a mistake on, Jeremy. No, that's not a rumor. That's true. <laughs> that's right. That's right. All right, Jeremy. Thanks a lot, man. I appreciate it. Good work on your stories. And uh, thank you very much, everybody, for listening to this show. Until next time, we'll see you.